0: Hello and welcome to the show. I'm here at Trava with Christina having some guava line beer and it's going down real good. And Christina's having some Black Forest Porter. Mm-hmm. AA. Hey, hey. It's delicious. Um so Christina, I wanted to chill out a little on the political spirituality spectrum and just talk about more normal things, I guess. Um, yeah. So we were talking about our experiences out in BC, actually, and I had spent some time today thinking about um, my nineteen twenty. Year-old self out in Victoria going to university today, and it kind of came up because I was thinking about um, music and how um, different different bands and different sounds like really put placeholders on different times in your life. So I was finding myself taking an inventory of like all my favorite music, and then which led to a bunch of memories. And if you don't know this about me, I like to spend a lot of time daydreaming. So sometimes when I find myself with spare time, I'll. Reflect on things that have happened or think about the future things. So I just found myself doing that and then uh, Christina also has an experience where she bought a van and moved to BC and kind of did that Albertan dream thing and I think that story is kind of a cool thing to maybe we could lead with that actually sure so like you bought this van and
1: Well kind of started a little earlier than that. Yeah, I was in a relationship and I had a crappy job and I kinda woke up one day and was like, I am just not happy. I'm not happy where I am, I'm not happy with who I'm with, I'm not happy the work that I'm doing. And I kind of immediately switched gears in the work department. And when that wasn't enough, I felt like I just like needed to go. It was like this like internal yearning just to like get away and like be somewhere where I could scream and nobody would hear me, like the most alone that you could possibly get. And that was this the spark of wanting to get a van. Um, I'd been like looking up van life and like all that kind of stuff and the guy that I was with at the time wasn't down to go van lifing with me. so we broke up.
0: And well like how old were you at the time because I feel like this is like a dream of like every like 22 year old person I know. I
1: was probably 24,
0: 25 okay 20, Maybe 25, 26 actually. Okay. by the time I actually got the van
1: but um, so yeah, I decided that I was gonna get the van and but I it was kind of a manifestation process where it actually, painted a picture of the van and I got the exact van that I had painted like six months later mm-hmm. um which is kind of cool that's pretty
0: serious like that's a really cool uh manifestation tool which we kind of did the other weekend as well like well, and I
1: journaled about it I like prayed on it I like meditated on it and I like knew it was what I wanted and there was like nothing that would hold me back I got a job at the ski hill out in Elkwater which is which paid $24 an hour. So I was able to save up like Mm -hmm. $3,000 plus. My van was $1,100 and I think I put about $500 into it and then I used what I had left over was like my funds for the trip. I broke up with my boyfriend, I sold everything I owned and I just like moved into this van, I think June 2016 or 2017. Okay. And we just went out to BC, had no idea where I was going, how long I was gonna be gone. Didn't have any plans, except for some woofing, which is worldwide opportunities on organic farms, where you can go and work, like, work exchange program on organic... Anyway, so I knew I was doing that. I've heard about that, yeah. Just north of Nelson. That was all I had planned, was that three-week stint, and I was just hoping that when I got out there, that I would find my people, and, like, find somewhere where I belonged. It didn't happen. It didn't happen that way. It never really does, and I ended up getting... The universe just sent me right back to Medicine Hat. That's Um, interesting. I have a similar story, and I I will tell it after yours, but... mm -hmm um yes keep going yeah so i know i got out there and just like nothing worked out i'm not very extroverted so Mm -hmm. it was hard to make new friends and i was i was i was an organic gardener at the time and everybody gardens out there so like nobody needed a gardener so i was completely redundant i had no friends i was running out of money i had nowhere to stay um and then my van broke down and then i got into a van accident i like hit someone else's van with my van oh no Um, my dog hurt himself and so like Just the universe was like, you're done here. Get the hell home. (laughs) So I like took my van to a shop, fixed it up just enough to get her home, took her, brought her back home and uh, lived out in Elkwater for a little while, which actually ended up being the perfect place because all my friends were there and it was out of town and I had a job and it was, I think it was what I was looking for all along. And it was like right under my nose, but I thought Mm -hmm. I had to go all the way out to BC to find it. And I noticed a lot of people from Medicine Hat do that. They yeah, think, oh, Medicine, go to Hat, BC. Medicine Hat sucks. There's nothing to do here. The people here suck. And then they go to BC and they realize, oh, shit, it's the same everywhere. And actually, Medicine Hat's not that bad. And most of them end up coming back here. And
0: I was just another, another yeah. one of those. I have a friend that ha- actually said the same thing about Medicine Hat. It's like, oh, they, they a lot of people come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not from here. I'm actually from BC, which is even weirder considering the movement of things and there is like a group of people like a lot of people really love Kelowna Mm -hmm. it's like the California of Canada right I Um, hear a lot
1: in my group uh, Salt Spring Island oh yeah people tend to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish
0: I'm familiar with I have a someone I went to high school with had um, like a family cabin out there Mm -hmm. Um, it's
1: just like hippie heaven out there
0: yeah 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 and like um, like when I I grew up in Invermere BC which is really close to Alberta, actually. So I almost feel like Alberta is not much of a stretch for me in terms of, like, living.
1: It's in the mountains, though, right?
0: Oh, yeah, the landscape's completely different. And I do miss it Mm -hmm. frequently, like, having a lake, and then there was this really nice ski hill, and, like, just lots of amenities that I kind of took for granted. Um, But my dream was to go to Victoria Mm -hmm. um, and go to school out there. So I did do that. I kind of did similar to you. I was like, I I have to go to Ubik to study writing. Like, I have to. Um, so I lived in Calgary for a year um, after I graduated. I actually took a year off and lived in Invermere for you a graduated year. high school? Yes. Okay. So I spent a year off and then I moved to Calgary and went did a year of college and then went to Victoria for two years.
1: You went to college for writing for two years?
0: Yeah, I got. I went to the... Um, there's a writing program at UVic. It's actually... Um, Most writing programs in universities are through the English department, but UVic has its own writing department Mm -hmm. specifically in it. Uh, A lot of the professors are published authors and things like that, so it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But I forgot to say, before all of that, before I moved to Calgary, I did this thing where I was obsessed with um, British indie rock Mm -hmm. in high school, in grade 12 specifically. Like, the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys. Okay. And, yeah. Like, obsessed. I thought, like, I just, like, idolized British things mm-hmm. for, like, a long time. So,
1: in my and the year... Arctic Monkeys are pretty good.
0: They're still <laughs> yeah. so yeah. good. <laughs>
1: <They're
0: just laughs> good. Um, so, in my year off, I actually went and got a work visa to go work in um, London and Ireland. It was, mm-hmm. like, kind of a combo program through this program called SWAP, which was Students Working Abroad. mm mm-hmm. Um, so I got these work visas I was supposed to be on for three years I had a year I think it was a year in Ireland and two years in Britain I had work visas and like I flew out there I chose to go to Ireland first because through that program they connect you with other people so I had met this girl prior to leaving and we were chatting and we planned to meet up in Ireland Mm -hmm. she went out there before me and so I get to Ireland and I stay at this hostel basically kind of like you like I saved some money and Mm -hmm. I was like well, I'll just figure it out when mm-hmm. I get there. I'm just going to, I rented a hostel for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the two weeks, it was St. Patrick's Day. And in so Ireland. like in <laughs> Ireland, in downtown Dublin. Nice. And then me, like I literally gave myself two weeks to find a rental. And if you like, were on a
1: work visa, you were working? Or not well, yet? Well, you had to
0: find a job. Oh, okay. okay. Like you, there was ways, but like as a, like a student, like. But you hadn't found a job yet? No. Okay. So when I got there, I, I met some people at the hostel, which was... I ended up moving in with this Australian girl mm. who knew someone in Dublin whose parents owned a house in this suburb of Ireland. So that kind of worked out. But in the meantime, that didn't get sorted out until, like, the very last minute. Like, St. Patrick's Day happened, and my hostel time literally ran out, and mm. there was no accommodations anywhere mm. in Ireland. So, like... Yeah. I literally homeless moved in into this house like last this girl like I maybe knew her for like three days and mm-hmm. I was like, Yo <laughs> I was like, I need somewhere to live. <laughs> so she helped me out basically and and the girl that I was talking to before that, she she had a job at this cafe called Naked, which was apparently Bono's brother owning this chain of smoothie bars in Dublin. So she got me a job. Mm-hmm. And so I got this job and I go to work and it was downtown in Dublin and the bus system was kind of shit and it was kind of impossible really to make it there at a decent hour. Like I was supposed to work at like 7am, but like the bus schedule is fucked Mm -hmm. and I was like, whatever, I'll make it work. And I worked there for like, I think just one day was all it took. And this is like, so three weeks in Mm -hmm. and I'm running out of money too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like I paid rent. My room was like $750 or something. Mm -hmm and like I do this one shift and I leave and I walk out the door and I start walking down the street and it's on this gorgeous street and it's like surrounding this like centuries old park, you know, like these gated fences. And like, I walked by this couple just, and they looked so rich, like beautiful woman, (laughs) rich man. Like it's like that area of town. And I like saw myself against them and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, am I literally going to work at this juice bar? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And so I think I decided like right then and there that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of my issue in the van. Cause I was like, what am I going to do? Sell t-shirts yeah. on the side of the highway. I was like, what am I doing? What like, am I doing? I need to figure something out. I like, literally was unsustainable. like, I'm
0: going home and yeah. I'm going back to school because I don't want to be a juice bar worker <laughs> mm-hmm. for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ended up... I kind of, like, rode out that month in Ireland. And it was really fun. And I went to, like... a f- had lots of fun and made friends and whatever. And then mm-hmm. I went to London for, like, a week. And totally my dad had to send me money. Thanks, Dad. So, yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure my mom sent me money on my trip, too. Yeah. And after the van had broken down, I was like, I need to stay in a hotel or I'm going to flip out. <laughs> and, I like, my mom was like, send me, like, $100 so I could go stay in a hotel so I could, like, have a hot bath and a shower. Yeah. And like, living in a van is, like pretty
0: rough in it yeah yeah um yeah so I flew home like mm-hmm. after like I think I was six weeks I was away in total which is hilarious because yeah you're like you just realize who you are against puts the into culture. perspective
1: because you you don't realize what you have when you have it and sometimes yeah. when it's gone and then yeah. you have no purpose and no real friends and nowhere to stay and no money. It it all of a sudden makes what you have look really good yeah. in comparison. Well, I still had like, to find my purpose, sure, but it definitely wasn't going to be selling T-shirts and and planting carrots. It was it just wasn't enough purpose for me. Yeah, it wasn't going to be fulfilling enough for me.
0: Yeah, I didn't even like it's funny how like when you're young, like I guess I would have been like eighteen when this all happened. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just go and figure it out mm-hmm. and like I did figure it out mm-hmm. but it was like, but what am I doing? Like this isn't what I wanna do. Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah, I think it's good to try all those things
1: and before you realize that it's not what you want to do because if you don't try it, you could go your whole life thinking that Ireland is where you're supposed to be yeah. and yearning for it and yearning for it and then be 50 and feel like you missed out. Mm-hmm. So you go, you realize, oh shit, it's not for me. Go start a business. Oh shit, that one's not for me. Go do this. Oh, that guy's not for me. That's not for me. Just
0: try everything until something. Yeah, put the feelers out. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still doing that mm-hmm. in my future endeavors and my, my current life. It's just sort of like like if you have had conversations we like talk about I have a million ideas Mm -hmm. about like you are an idea person yes Yes. many ideas Mm -hmm. and it's like oh I could do this and I could do that I could literally do anything Mm -hmm. if I just put my mind to it and I need to sometimes just like I do want to do everything and there's other women that I really look up to that are like Actors or actresses and they write films and then they make an album mm-hmm. and then they go to school. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not like beyond capacity. It's just like... It just takes a while to build it up. Yeah. if you do
1: everything all at once, you'll stretch yourself thin and then you won't yeah. want to do any of it anymore.
0: Well, I was criticized once by someone and they said, well, why don't you just finish something? As why if, don't
1: you just start something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, it was someone who had, was accomplished, let's well, say. Well, and cool. I was like... It was kind of in a transitionary phase of my life. I just lost my business and my family, like, fresh out of that heat. And then I was kind of like, you know, you're, like, very uncertain about, Mm -hmm. like, where you're going, who you are, like, what's happening. And
1: it can be hard to commit to a project or an idea when you don't know what you want to do with it. So, like, I start lots of projects and don't finish them because you never know how they're going to turn out eventually. I probably have lots of half-finished projects on the go. I'm sure I do
0: yeah and I think that's kind of just part of the creative process to some extent like with this podcast for instance Mm -hmm. it's like I had it as the kitchen table and then we kind of abandoned it and then I recorded I was like oh I want to get the podcast up I recorded one episode didn't have really have the time or like vision I guess to keep it going and then we Kat and I re-envisioned it and we tried another way and then it wasn't really what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and then now here we are back at it again. Yes. So And pretty
1: consistently I'll say yeah, and I'm
0: it's good to have the avenue and I like the concept and the and the vision of it and I have like a trajectory of what I would like it to become.
1: But also don't be surprised if we quit next week because we have other projects on the go and we get distracted. No, and <laughs> but I probably do, not I do
0: have other lofty ambitions in mm-hmm. in a few other areas, but um, you know at the same time I like I like this um, avenue and I do want to grow it and yeah and I tell the people around me what I want to accomplish with mm-hmm. it, hoping that There's other people that want to get involved, whether that's like doing segments or like I just want to add to the content and add other voices to it. Well, and
1: that's like with the project starting for me. I always have wanted to do something like this some sort of a podcast where I felt like I could just speak and just because I feel like a lot of my ideas don't translate well to paper or whatever. It feels better to just talk about them. Mm -hmm. So, and even me talking about maybe doing my own sort of spin off segment where it's just me doing the like too much with Christina, which is kind of an idea that I had. Mm -hmm. But it's like, With all the projects that I have started, which this one, I just recently started a new job and I'm trying to grow my business. I just, I know that it's good to start things regardless, but I don't want to like start a podcast, record one episode, and then never come back to it again. Like it would be nice to try to find something that really felt right and good and that I could have some like consistency with.
0: Well, it's like, so I kind of, I have, I suspect that I'm probably like ADD, to some extent because I do this with a lot like I read millions of books well not millions sorry (laughs) I, I pick up a lot of things and don't finish them but like I juggle a lot of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it kind of slows the process down. But it's like, I am keeping an eye on all those things. But I would it's argue like,
1: that most great creative people are like that. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. almost every... And, like, this is being really general. But even most, like, celebrities, they're also doing music. They're also doing perfume. They're also doing a shoe line. They're also doing this. They're also doing that. Granted, somebody's probably doing someone someone that. is. Yeah. Well, some of them. But even, like, mm. say someone like Paris Hilton. Mm. She obviously has, like, a team and stuff like that. But she's very much, like wants to do everything. She's got her finger in every little thing that you could possibly have your finger in. And
0: yeah, I did watch that documentary, which I did quite enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched it too. And yeah. I just
1: think it's like, I feel like anybody who's kind of creative and if you have the means and the energy and the obviously she has the finances to be able to do so, so there's way less... Um, mm-hmm maybe pressure financially but it wouldn't it be nice to be able to just start a project let it run start a project and let it run start a project and let it run oh totally um, and I just think that most creative people are like that like every day ta- every day I talk to you, you have a new idea yeah and it's just a matter of what's gonna land and when and yeah. how.
0: well I've transformed the ideas like a few times right mm-hmm. and then yeah dropped off ideas but it's like I just I enjoy talking about ideas to get the feedback from people or and like I feel like every time I'm like this is such a good idea it is a good idea in the moment but then it's like it then it transforms to kind of fit mm-hmm. the, the present moment mm-hmm. which is a big part of like spirituality well, and stuff that, an that I practice maybe like
1: five years down the line it's the better time for it you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I know I have lots of ideas of things that I want to do I just don't know what they look like yeah. And I just have a feeling that some of them might not happen for four or five years. There's some things that I want to do, that I know I want to do when I have kids, because I'm going to be at home all the time, that I think would be great for, like, being an at- ad- If I'm an at-home mom, I want to write books, you know?
0: Which oh, is yeah. not something
1: I have the time to do right
0: now. I've definitely set things aside. I guess that's kind of, like, just goal planning mm-hmm. in general. It's like, you have a five-year goal and a ten-year goal. And I'd
1: love to write my memoirs, but I don't yeah. see myself doing that while I'm working two jobs and, like, and have nowhere to live and like no. don't know what I'm doing I think that's something that I would want to do if I'm going to be at home and my bills are paid and I'm feeling that's how I feel stable. about writing
0: yeah are you do you keep a journal still to like kind of have some clarity around this time in your life so that you can When my mental health is good,
1: like when I feel like I'm working on something, like right now when I have goals and motivation, I feel like that's when I journal the most because I feel like it's more positive. Mm -hmm. When I feel like I'm not doing that much and feeling kind of lower confidence, I I don't like journaling because it just, I'm just like today sucked and I suck. Everything sucks. Yeah, eh. I
0: actually don't journal. So it's hard to
1: journal when I'm down. But when I'm up, I tend to journal a lot more, especially if I'm getting into like a, um, Where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up early, I'm going to eat breakfast, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to journal, and I kind of set that uh, intention, that always slides and goes away and I end up not doing it, but I've got like a pretty big stack of journals for like four or five years when I was journaling heavily every day, that was when I was manifesting that ban, and just sort of like, and manifesting my business, and like, I was very consciously aware of what I was putting out into the universe and how it was affecting me and all that So I was journaling a ton, but once I got everything that I had manifested I was like, okay I have everything I want now and I needed new goals and like new objectives Which the business came not long after that after the year end. Yeah Well, the business was actually so after I got the business. I was like, okay So you did your van you started your business, but like now what Mm -hmm. like now you need new goals new ambitions Like what's your next project? I didn't feel like I had anything that I was like really ready to like pull the trigger on Yeah, and so Even now, I'm not even fully sure, but I do have a sense of, like, a longing for, like, a home, like, my own personal home. And so that's a big goal right now. Mm -hmm. But that also has to do with work. I have to be working. I am working, but, like, consistently, making Mm -hmm. a a certain amount of money consistently and feeling, like, really emotionally and
0: financially stable. I do think it's interesting that you... um, So, like, the trajectory of a small business is, like, okay, so you start a kombucha place or or you start a dip, Mm -hmm. let's say. And, like the goal is to take that trajectory and make it as explosive as possible but you actually didn't want to do that That which i thought was interesting even with the van i'll admit like when i get these ideas in my head of like what i want i have a
1: vision and even with the van i was like okay the the vision and what i really wanted and what i felt pulled to was like i want to pull up and the trees be there and i want to be able to scream and nobody hear me and like that was kind of the what i was going for i got that on the very first day Mm-hmm. I got out there and I went to a camp spot. There was nobody around. And I was like, I could scream now and nobody could hear me. And I'd, and I'd like check the list. And that was the first day in the van. And then I was like, okay, well now what? <laughs> I just accomplished the goal that I had set out to do. It's just like,
0: that was like the driving force. But then there was but no But that was goals. the feeling.
1: Like, you know when they say when you're manifesting stuff that you have to find the feeling first. So that yeah. was the feeling. And I'd, I'd hit the feeling that I was looking for and I got it. And so I still, but I was still in the van. I was like, okay, well now we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And the same thing with my business. I was like, okay, I want to... I have a good idea, and I have an avenue to do it, and I have the support system, and I have the time and the energy. And um, something had happened in my life that had was pretty negative, and I wanted to like take all that energy and turn it. Do you into want to say business. what it is? What well, I happened? was cheated on pretty embarrassingly and overwhelmingly. Yes. And I kind of decided to take that um, heartbreak and all that love and affection that I was pouring into my relationship and pour it into my business. And I knew what I wanted. I wanted a little shop where everything was in jars and the, per, the wall was pink and it was like perfectly my thing and everybody loved it. And within the first year I had accomplished that goal. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, now what? Cause I didn't really want to grow that business. No. Now I have another, now I want to set new goals, but now I have this business that I need to figure out what I want to do with. And so I've kind of just been maintaining it at the level that it's at, and that's been making me happy. But everybody's like, you should do this, and you should put it in superstore, and you should do that. And I'm I know. Like, no, like,
0: that's like that's the thing, and that's what I mean. Like with mm-hmm. businesses, like expect you to just keep growing and growing, and growing. But it's like, I don't want to do that. And mine
1: was more of it was more of a personal project. It wasn't yeah. really a business project. It was just like something for me to to like, be like, I can do it and mm-hmm. I have something that I want to work on and I know I can do it. It was like more of a personal project to just prove to myself that I was capable of doing whatever I wanted, whatever I put my mind to.
0: Yeah. And now that I know that I can do that. Yeah, I'm- like you made a brand, you made a product, you designed a store. You but then educated now what the do I do with it you know well I, I feel like well you got rid of the storefront and now it's at the comments I so. did
1: reformat it to be more um,
0: like, smaller
1: yeah from I like it the way it is I work less I make more I don't have to be there all the time um, I still have like creative control over everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah I just and that's why I worry about starting projects and being like okay what if I just start a podcast? Mm. find one episode that I really said what I wanted to say and now I'm like okay I need a new, new goal right so my my problem is commit staying committed to the project mm. and the goal that I started out
0: well something once about, I feel like I've done it I'm like over it something about like vision for the long term comes up so like like you said you have a really short-sighted vision mm-hmm. and like so I find when I'm like daydreaming like I do mm-hmm. and I'm trying to literally like map out Um, like, long-term futures and, like, okay, not necessarily in timelines, but it's, like, having a a wider scope of, like, what what I would like this to grow to. And then, yeah, I I even cap it. So, like, even with this podcast, I'm like, it might take some time and that sort of thing. But, like, I said to you, like, it would be really cool to, like, get more people involved and be, like, Mm -hmm. gain followers to a certain extent so that we could um, showcase other... Uh, talents and voices yep. in Medicine Hat and mm-hmm. be an, an alternative media basically and give, here. And give our
1: audience maybe something <clears throat> a little different than just you and me talking to each other every week, which I yeah. think is great. But it does... It's it, one in, element. It's yeah. nice to inject a little bit of something yeah. unexpected into it, especially if you have guests that are like... that you're, you wouldn't normally... you wouldn't normally see those two people talking about what they're talking
0: about yes so that's definitely come up but it's hard i've just thought about it today i was like oh i would really like to talk to my ex about Mm -hmm. um like our journey together and like uh, our friendship now and how we kind of came out of that and it's like he kind of has agreed yeah and it's like well when do i schedule that because i like literally I'm like, well, we're already doing this every Thursday. Do I schedule more nights a week? Well, like, Can no. I do
1: more nights a week? I would just keep doing it Thursday. Yeah. And I just won't come for that one because,
0: like, you don't need me sitting there being like, yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, yeah, so anyways, um, I think having the end goal mm-hmm. more mapped out than I was supposed to being like. And that's just yeah. being getting older. I think and, when like, I was young,
1: I just realize that whatever i wanted to do i could do it and so i would just do it now that i'm older i am seeing the value and like okay mm-hmm. i don't want to just Looking it, at like, the trajectory yeah, and behind. And not just, that do i really want to do not that? just like instant gratification and now i know how powerful i am once i decide i want something so yes I am looking more long-term, like a little home with some space where I can sit quietly and make money in a way that I'm not working 40 hours a week and like under a lot of pressure to well, be. And doing something that you're like, feel like you're... I would love to get paid to write, be writing mm-hmm. books and be selling those books and um, like that's sort of... So that's sort of the the very like outline of it, I guess. I don't know exactly. I know what it looks like inside my mind or whatever, but it's nice because that's not like an end goal. Like once I have my place and I have enough money that I can just sit and write all day, I'll yeah. probably want to start new projects for sure. But that would be a
0: nice stable Well, then you got to join the writers group. We're booting that up again right away here. Yeah. Because
1: um,
0: Kelly had said, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not really ready. Kelly had said, though, like, it's she... It's not that I'm not ready. I just... There's something about... Re-
1: I don't know. I'm not... I don't know your writing group or whatever, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe I should do it. Maybe I'm having I resistance to I think to be to it,
0: successful as a writer, you need to um, get I'm it a, a published reviewed.
1: author, I'll have you know.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm not saying you have to join our, but it's obviously having a I community. think it would be helpful to have prompts and to be writing things that are like... Well, it's actually about editing, because, like, to get things edited is... Um, Helpful, and like any professional writer has an editor, so it's like that's not, in it's not even like critical. It's like, oh, you. Mm and like on a literary it's not about, like uh, I think I'm
1: sensitive about my writing and if I were to hand it to a group of people and then be like it should sound like this and this
0: doesn't sound good I'd be like that's just not how it's done like on a professional level it's really just about structural things and word choice and formatting and it's like so that way you just get a clearer writing and obviously a good writer can um come up with quite well-written pieces on their own Mm -hmm. and do their own editing, Mm -hmm. but it still goes to an editor or it should go to an editor. I know, I know.
1: I think I'm just... Maybe just sensitive about having other people read my writing and then tell um, me. It's like, yeah, but it won't, yeah, it. it's not like that. Like, so I you have to do that as a writer. I get that, but I'm not. I guess I'm just. I'm still keeping a hard shell on my writing because I haven't really shared a lot of my writing with very many people. Like, not that many people have read my writing or like yeah. know what I want to write about or understand my writing style. Because I feel like my writing style isn't poetry. It's not story times. It's not. It's, it's. I feel like it's its own thing, and I worry that people won't grasp it and will be like, oh, it doesn't fit this. It's oh. supposed to be this
0: and I'm like that's well, then not that would to be the right be. that just wouldn't be the right group for you then. Yeah, <laughs> but, I know, but Yeah, Kelly and I I guess write primarily poetry, but um, she d- was part of a writers group where they did edits and things mm-hmm. like that and I'm just used to doing um, poetry, but I did take like nonfiction writing and other types of writing and did a lot of essay writing. I
1: feel like essay writing is almost more it, like kind of to the point. Yeah, sorry. To the point, a few pages, and it's usually like there's a point to it and it's like an essay or a thesis or like an article, article style maybe?
0: Yeah, so that's um, I'm. We're definitely open to having essays, and like I, I know, and she's obviously written essays as well. And they're so. strongly
1: opinionated. Like it's usually just like my opinion on paper, and so like it's. I know yeah. even the newspaper here, two of the, um, the editors or writers or journalists from here, they were like saying that they needed opinion writers for our, our newspaper here in Medicine Hat
0: dude young people completely w- need to be writing and I thought that could be like a fun Hattus. thing
1: to do to write like a little opinion piece for the local newspaper you know what I mean like that could be even a fun because first of all not that many people are gonna read it which is kind of like when you're first starting out it's kind of nice to have like an anonymity I guess just to like get get your stretch your muscles a little bit before you start posting things yeah
0: well we do have the blog available also on the show website right it's the dot show. Um, I, I like, so I'm writing all this poetry, I'm posting on my Instagram, and I'm like, can I post poetry on the show website? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it doesn't, I don't know if it necessarily fits. I also have a personal website domain, it's not published right now. And I was like, or do I post my poetry on my personal website? Yeah.
1: You can find a little bit of my writing at wickedrosekombucha.com in the blog spot. Yeah, It's not just kombucha, there's, there's a few other things in there about mm-hmm. certain things, you can kind of get an idea for the types of writing that I like to do and, like, the research that goes behind it and, like,
0: the way that I write? Well, I mean, I have read um, a couple. I did read one of the blogs, actually, but um, I'm challenging you to write a blog for the show. <laughs> Please. I feel like I've been telling you that I was going to do that forever. You should totally do it, because, like, mean, if you're saying, and I actually think young people need to get more involved in this town, and I was mm-hmm. just talking about that with someone today. Uh, she was a, an older uh, woman, and she mentioned how she was at Costco today. And how windy it was. And she's like, why they ever decided to build up there? And I said, couldn't contain myself. I said, oh, it's because Starks own all the land. And that's how this city works. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I totally agree with you. And she's like, she basically was like, I am ready to vote for anyone younger that's Mm -hmm. willing, with a vision to, like, get into city council. And this was from someone that I was, like, Mm -hmm. not really expecting. Like, she was like... Yeah, just not – I wasn't expecting that from her, mm-hmm. which the talk of city councilor positions coming up has come up in in recent events. I've been told to do it, mm-hmm. which I was like, well, I have – I'm not opposed to it, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I – me in politics, like, I wouldn't play a politician. I would literally just be myself mm-hmm. and just tell everyone to fuck it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and you do represent – Maybe not everybody, but I think you're a pretty good representative for our age group and what it is that we want to see in the city. And, like, um, new, cool, young, fun ideas, like with the CCDA possibly disbanding, I feel like that's going to create a bit of a vacuum for, like, somebody or another group to come in and potentially help revive
0: downtown in a way that CCDA couldn't. We've totally talked about this. I I can't just decide. I can't... I mean, I really don't know. I feel like from a conservative conservative standpoint if you looked into my life like if you looked at my Instagram today you'd be like okay this chick's fucking weird (laughs) like same (laughs) like so that's like a thing and but I think people like that I
1: think people want that like I feel like people voted for Obama because he was like this cool new young hip weed smoking chill dude and it's like That's i know it's true. i know it sounds crazy but i think that people are looking for like part of I'm, me does just want
0: to run based on like completely not editing my social media mm-hmm. very much i probably have to edit it slightly but
1: <laughs> well see personally i don't think i would want to run just because i don't like that much um commitment but i like the idea it's of actually working. a lower
0: commitment than you would think i, know, I but, heard it's only but even
1: like you have to be here at six o'clock to sit in this room with these people i'd be like Ugh. Oh, okay. But um, the idea of, like, working on your campaign or being a part of your group, or, like, you know, when somebody's a politician, they have, like, a group of people and advisors and speech mm-hmm. writers and, like, people who help them create policies and, like, um, be soundboards for ideas and stuff like that. I feel like I'd do really good on some sort of, like, a campaign trail and being a part of politics and, like, writing articles about you for the paper or something like that. Oh, yeah, but that I'm sounds more fun. But I'm way more behind the scenes, I feel. Like, I'm not a front man, but I'd be a really good,
0: like... That makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah and man. I think I probably am to some extent. I, I like to just yell about things mm-hmm. and have opinions. Well, not that. I like yell to quietly out, say things under my breath and just hope people hear me. Yeah, you'd be like a good, like, side person, just have yeah. around all the time. So
1: I don't really want, like, the spotlight, but I think I am good at, like, I'm very rational. I'm mm-hmm. not very emotional, so, like, when something happens, I can keep my cool. I'm good at, like, figuring out situations, mm-hmm. organizing things. Um, just even making things look good. Like, if you have to be on camera, like, you don't want to look stupid
0: out there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I got your back. (laughs) Um, Well, still in consideration, I think that would actually be... I would totally love to do it in my lifetime. I don't know if this cycle is my cycle, but, you know, if the call comes, I'll totally take advantage of it. Mm. And I would encourage anyone who's remotely political or who talks about getting involved with politics to definitely like, consider themselves as worthy and intelligent enough to do Mm -hmm. so. Because she was right. Like, there is things going on in politics because young people do need to, like, get involved and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, balance the scale, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Because there's just been a way of doing things that's just not working for and I find young people, people just want to crush the system instead of
1: figuring out how to be a part of it and like get
0: inside right? it right they and just like, want to talk shit about it but it's like
1: go change it yeah it's like get inside instead of being like yeah. I don't want anything to do with it I'm just going to pretend yeah, it doesn't like, exist like that does, that still continues on whether you pay attention to it or not that like yeah. that machine is still going Yeah, so like you got to get in the machine you got to get yeah. in there and you got to fuck it up and
0: not even necessarily like attack and like I'm not even about attacking the things that have been yeah. done in the city it's like I mean, I've heard things about the land purchases and yada yada. And I I'd have like, a story about that, but I don't think I could say it on here. I mean, I think we should talk about it. I know,
1: but I feel like the story I have is kind of, I'm privy to information that I don't want to, if I feel like if I say it out loud, that it'd be obvious or whatever. Right. But I'll tell you about it after, but it's a lot to do with the land and the buying of the land and owning the land and trying to kick people off the land who have lived there for a very long time and intimidating people. Oh yeah. Out of the heard so that they could buy the land off of them.
0: I heard that they, so I guess with, with anything they do bidding and I heard something like, um, the people who own the land up there, like they, basically the city buys it at a somewhat inflated price even though there's lower bids mm-hmm. so it's like a favor kind of type system mm-hmm. um, so yeah so she, and I've heard this from other people too like putting the Canalta center up on that hill it always is so fucking windy out there and and it's like now they have a hotel. It's just, like, the most bizarre... Nobody
1: wants to go out
0: there. No it's one wants weird. to go out there. I There's hate no... going to Costco. And, like, the,
1: like, if you're thinking about environment and, like, vibe when you go out to a show or to do anything that's, like, social, yeah. drive out to the middle of
0: nowhere. Literally and... in what land and, and city that how do you get a cab ride home? If
1: you're going to be there drinking for a hockey game or an event, now you got to yeah. get a $24 cab ride home? Like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, and, like, I mean, most city centers are, like, have their shows downtown. And it's, like... Well, if they're trying to revive our downtown. They just. Yeah, that was like a. That was actually when that happened. I think that was like one of the biggest mistakes that could have possibly like, happen in the last 10 years. Yeah. That would be enough reason for me not to vote for this current mayor not again. i to mention all the downtown
1: businesses that need to be revived that they could have used some of that money for.
0: Yeah. And Instead they
1: just wanted to bring a whole bunch of bigger names of people but nobody wants to go out to the Canalta. Conalta. Isn't it like, like in the blast zone of Methenic? Somebody said it was like within the blast zone or like super close oh my to God, the blast probably. zone.
0: Probably. It's like you drive through industrial just to get there and somebody, it's like why somebody, would I want to drive through the industrial park? Like, I could
1: be mistaken but somebody said it's like just where just barely outside of the blast zone of Methanex. Oh, so if, yeah. if that place is full and there's a hockey game and Methanex goes, like... That's hilarious. Maybe it's not the best location. I don't know. Right. I could be wrong about that, but I mean, it seems pretty close.
0: Yeah, and then the the riverfront um, development thing that got announced a few weeks ago, which
1: I will I c- say, that kind of, did look kind of nice. I looked at it. I saw a little projected photo of it. Yes. I was like, I don't hate it. I like River Road, but when I do think about it, it's a little bit of just like an extra road. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's, so I so I'm not if even opposed to better way to utilize
0: the area. It's when I looked at it, it's like, well, okay, so it's just like the park, but extended. It's like, you know, like city space and things like it. those are nice to have. And the thing that like really got me going was like. Okay, so here's a picture of this brick promenade with yeah. no businesses on it mm-hmm. or anything cool. It's just yeah. a fucking park.
1: I heard they wanted to use it for events, like, okay,
0: like who's gonna like spe- what? Well, I think they did events. like spectrum, uh,
1: like that kind of stuff. I think they were gonna try to like create a more of a event, yeah, cool. Area.
0: It's not so it's not necessarily that element. It was the riverfront condos. Okay,
1: yeah, that. I mean. was like,
0: okay, like. Like, what? Like, that's maybe. the last thing we need is fucking condos for more, like, and we have prestige so little, to happen. We have so just little, like, like,
1: just, like, even just, like, the river space in general. Like, why would you want to get rid of that to put in old people condos? Well, maybe they're not old people condos, but, like, most older people don't want to live downtown anyways. So you're just going to put, like, a... like. Fix downtown first before you put a big expensive condo down there. Right? Like No one's going to pay those high prices for a brand new condo when there's a meth head living out back.
0: Yes. Like, you and might want to get. Any downtown has that population to worry about. But it's like, and it's not about gentrifying downtown, but it's like downtown's been an issue for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously there's been development more so. I mean, even this past summer, we had businesses open up downtown, which is, awesome and i don't know the solution to downtown mm-hmm. stuff and i know they offer grants but maybe the grants could be better mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna spend that money have, like, on
1: the a year they allocate for small businesses yeah. to use to rebuild but the they buildings. have caps
0: on the amount of grants like really? they only give you five thousand dollars for exterior renovations really? which any fucking renovation you touch on an old building is going to cost you like fifty yeah. five mm-hmm. thousand dollars, and to put a business in it. Well, and so you could like, tear
1: everything down and replace it, but that's you're gonna. People like historic downtown. Yeah. That's like what Medisonat go, has going for it. So if you just yeah. tear everything down and replace it, you're not gonna have a historic downtown. You might as well go uptown and be the same thing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe the grants and money allocated could be re re envisioned, I guess, and more money allocated, especially keeping the heritage thing. And like, I honestly don't know. Um, the policies surrounding grants at the moment but they just basically it was like oh yeah we'll pay we'll cover the cost of the permits mm-hmm. or we're like. so right. there is money but I think there's room for growth in those to make to incentivize them even further because yeah. it's not really there's cost savings but it's like maybe not a substantial enough and if enough. the city
1: wants to <clears throat> save their downtown like they say they do yeah. like why not take these people who are innovative and have these ideas and give them enough money to actually be able to like completely re- restore a building so that yeah. it can be sustainable and not just paint the walls and like put new or, brick
0: or like zero interest loans or something mm-hmm. like that like just like yeah just a better angle it's been the same for how long mm-hmm. and obviously it hasn't things have happened and that's been great and people have done buildings but a lot of people that own the buildings already have money mm-hmm. so it's like what about that the intro people these buildings need need tenants and they don't have the money to invest into them it's like like, who's gonna invest
1: above it there's like what like
0: well i heard that actually sold
1: i've heard that sold how many units are up there just sitting up there completely empty dilapidated well they have
0: been but it's like the
1: cost to but i know that's what i mean but how beautiful would it be if somebody went
0: in and was able to well i think they're going to i know but i just think that would be yeah it's been too long it's It's been too long there's we talked about the sin bin the other day like how it's like Has the potential to be one of the coolest fucking venues in Madison Hat. Like, the bar is actually so cool. Like, it's like a grotto vibe with, like, the archways Mm -hmm. and the architecture. And it's, It's like, all, like, rock inside. Yes. I agree. So, but, yeah, so apparently it's being sold and there's something going in. And I suspect it has something to do with a boutique hotel. That's just my guess. And I think that sounds, like, complete. I think the to be hard honest. thing's
1: gonna be if they try to like fancy up the upstairs and leave the Assiniboia downstairs. That's kinda
0: what Medicine Hat does. They're like everyone has in this brain, like there's just this thing, like an upper middle class like let's just cater to the upper middle class and like we're gonna make everything really expensive and <laughs> But you have to go through the Assiniboia in to get to your house. Like I just think you'll have to Well if it's a boutique hotel then it would be like more expensive Airbnb. I would like to see living spaces like not like super cheap living spaces affordable, like affordable living yeah that's but not, not trash income. that's yeah. not like slum lord yeah thing. well cause right there Shitty, is beautiful like all the windows I and know. all the like like the how windows pretty windows so nice like
1: the prettiest you could have the nicest lofts up there and a lot of people all the downtown buildings have the upstairs lofts and people have turned those apartments those upstairs apartments like I've seen some of them online for rent and they're just yeah. beautiful yeah but they they're want $2,500 a month so yeah. it's like
0: okay like yes there are working professionals in Medicine Hat but there's also like me? we want young people and I'm a
1: working professional but I can't afford $2,500 a month no, and I'm single like I live
0: alone like yeah. I don't
1: want to blow everything that I'm earning so like we're forced rent. to live in
0: Avenue Living of fucking apartments which they yeah. basically own everything here yeah or there's like don't even get me started on Avenue Living there's a ha- I know I'm thank god I don't rent from them there's mm. well I rent from the McNally's Who I think are great landlords for the most part so I mean I don't have any complaints and I feel lucky that I'm not renting from Avenue Living yeah but there's not um, I feel like the pool is small in terms of mm, yeah like rental units, well, like on a larger scale. Well, especially here, account.
1: everything is very, like, gray-toned, and like,
0: I, know. I, don't, I don't
1: know what it is with the renovations, but even when I look at places online, I'm like, everything's gray-toned. Like, when did people decide that blue-gray was a neutral? Like, it's, everything's blue and gray, and I don't know, I just feel like the way people renovate houses, it's like, I don't want to pay for that. I'd rather live in an old 70s with wood and, like, character. Don't yeah. rip out all the character, paint everything blue-toned
0: and great. are right there I, is a I lot of like really poorly and then designed for it. and really cheap like mm-hmm. really 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 cheap and it's like i actually think it's bad for your soul to live in really shittily designed spaces like it can weigh on you it's just ugly mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: one of my biggest hates ons is like um vinyl flooring that looks mm-hmm. like stone the rollout
1: yeah
0: yeah but it's like if you're gonna do it make it fun like in the 60s 40s 30s they did sweet ass designs Mm -hmm. and that shit looked awesome and then they were like um let's try and make it look like marble or like let's try and make it look bullshit looks like why would you want that yeah (laughs) it's a farce Mm mm-hmm feel like it's representative of our entire go the, culture Go to the dollar
1: store and get those like one foot by one foot tiles and, and like glue them onto their walls and, <gasps> yeah and they're like oh i retiled my thing and i'm like you glued something from the dollar store to your wall and like don't get me wrong i would do something like that like if it was,
0: design on a budget yes for
1: sure but like if you're gonna rent me a place for 1900 or a thousand dollars and it's all blue toned and with dollar store tiling on it and like you can, completely
0: fair yeah and you can tell that like and we understand how mortgages work you fucking idiots like we know that we're paying your mortgage and then some. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you get the asset and we're going to pay your rent, this is actually an article that was written in Vancouver about the Vancouver real estate market was like, guys, you get the asset. Like why is the standard that your tenant should cover completely cover your mm-hmm. expenses and you should have none mm-hmm. when you're getting a very valuable asset out of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I actually read that. And it stuck with me ever since. Cause I was like, right now it's like, there's liabilities to be had and expenses to be had when you own I get it. Completely, whatever. But it's like, it's kind of fucked if you think that you get to own all the capital mm-hmm. and have n- very little expense and come out completely on top of all the other persons, like, off the backs of those people, technically. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then the way leases are li- written nowadays are called triple net leases where the tenant's responsible for everything.
1: Well, and it sucks as a tenant, if I'm paying $1,100, say, I go to the bank to try to get a loan, but they say I don't have enough money for an $800 mortgage. But I do have enough money for an eleven, twelve hundred dollar rent. It's like, yo, I'm already paying twelve hundred dollars rent right now, mm-hmm. but I can't afford a mortgage that would be less than that because yeah. I don't have a certain amount of money in my bank or my credit isn't good or something like that. But I, but oh, I can oh easily afford the payments because I'm already paying that much and more anyways.
0: Okay, well, I think we've just launched into another podcast with this whole okay. topic. But next time. Yeah, um definitely would love to talk about the banking system a little bit more and my experience with it and I would
1: like to talk about too maybe one of these times um, we could the Bitcoin ethereum the yeah whole thing. I know totally. nothing about it and everyone I know is talking about it and I think that might
0: be a good talk- it's very exciting I mean I bought Bitcoin mm-hmm. so I mean I've Kind of done some stuff with it, and would love to chat about That'd be a that. Good one. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do banking next week. Okay, uh-huh. so that's what we're doing. Um, See you. Thanks next for week. joining in, and hope everyone has a lovely week. Bye-bye. Bye.